Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 the Zone, Jake with you, broadcasting from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me, producing today, of course, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only, Gordon Monson. Uh, Gordon, sad day today. Well, first of all, how are you? Hello. I'm doing, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Appreciate it. How um, about you? Well, sad news. Eddie Van Halen passed away. News broke, uh, what, Austin, <coughs> half an hour ago uh, or so? Legendary that was so weird. Rocker. Yeah, it's so weird, you know, when you you remember when you find out such things and where you were, what you, and and I had I've been busy doing a few things and I and, and you just informed me and I I I turned on my computer and the first thing that popped up was that story. Yeah. That's yeah. uh that's uh that's tough. A brilliant guitar player. I can't say that I'm the biggest Van Halen fan on the planet, but can certainly appreciate how good he was. Who's the lead singer of The Who? Is it uh, not Roger lead singer? Daltrey. No, okay, not Daltrey. I'm thinking Pete about Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend said he could never understand why uh, Eddie Van Halen let uh, David Lee Roth uh, stand out in front of him. Well, he, you know, the band was named after him, though. That's a pretty good nod, I suppose. And his brother was in the band too, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Who were you more of a Hagar? Or a David Lee Roth fan? Oh, I. I well, or maybe you liked Gary Sharon in the later years. No, no. Uh, I, I, I'd go with David Lee Roth only because he was the original uh, with the group when they came on the scene. So I didn't have a big problem with uh, his his uh, demonstrative nature. All right. Well, uh, t- uh, it's a sad day. Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. What a great guitar player, like you said. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, Incredible yeah. musician. Certainly an icon. I uh, believe he was 65 years old. Um, so anyway, we'll have uh, t- usually it's a total request Tuesday, but we're uh, we're going to go with Van Halen today for band of the day. Brought to you yeah. by Live Nation Concerts for the latest tour news and artist insight. Uh, check them out livenation.com. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll play Van Halen today throughout the show as uh, that news broke uh, just a little bit ago. We we have a lot to do today. In fact, uh, Gordon, we're going to talk uh, a lot of basketball. Uh, NBA Finals continue on. Game four uh, going down tonight. Craig Bowler Jack will be on the show at the oh, top good. of the five o'clock hour. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL with uh, with our buddy Matt Williamson. Uh, that's coming up at uh, the top of the four o'clock hour. We've got what's going on for you at three. 
and uh, we'll talk uh, we'll talk a lot of college football as well. It seems like there's a lot going on right now, and that's usually nothing but good for us, Gordo. Yeah, that's a lot better than nothing going on. That's for sure. So plus, yeah. uh, Gordo's got an NFL topic he wants to get to. I have uh, I I I think we need to solve a mystery in a story that came out today. That, solve uh, a mystery. To Ooh, solve you're going to give clues. A mystery. Well, I don't know the answer. That's what I'm oh. saying. I, we got to we got to get to the <laughs> bottom of it. Okay. Okay. My good buddy uh, Steve Elling, who I used to work with uh, in L.A. At the he, uh, Daily Clipper? No, at the LA Times. But uh, anyway, he uh, he's a well-known writer around the country at golf. He's sort of specialized in, but other things as well. He just tweeted out, Mount Rushmore of guitar, Jimi Hendrix, Eddie Van Halen, Chuck Berry, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. According to me, anyway. Uh, and then he has Page and Clapton after those guys. Boy, that's, that's elite company, isn't it? Holy cow! What about uh, what about BB King? Might throw something like that on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there have been some great ones, that's for sure. Jimmy Page was pretty incredible. He was, he was. Eric Clapton? Are you kidding me? Uh, like half those guys were in the same group at one point, right? The the Yardbirds. Is that what it was? <laughs> well, at least I think it was at least Clapton and Page were both in there. And oh, and uh, what's his name? Beck. Jeff Beck. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, wow. When you start naming them off, whew, it's hard to whittle them down, isn't it? Yeah, there, there's been a lot of good ones. Uh, there's there's no doubt about it. So, anyway, we can, we can talk probably about out there think, guitar players, too, if you want. Well, somebody's probably out there right now thinking of some great classical guitar player that we're forgetting about, you know. No. Oh, wow. Didn't Jimi Hendrix, he played his guitar uh, upside down, right? Because uh, he was he either he was left-handed but couldn't find any left-handed guitars. I think that's what it was, and so he played oh. a he played a right-handed guitar upside down. Huh? I've never heard that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Go. In fact, just Google search image search uh, Jimi Hendrix, and you'll see mm-hmm. each and every one of them. He's got an upside-down guitar. Did you ever play the guitar? No. Austin, you? Uh, I play around on the guitar. I probably know eight or nine chords, but I can't truly play the guitar that's Wait. one of my regrets that i never i i had a my parents bought me a guitar when i was a kid but it was, it was just it just wasn't a very good guitar <laughs> i blamed it it's like my golf game i gotta blame it on the equipment right but uh it, it seems like the i was never bring the guitar to the campfire kind of sing around uh sing yeah. sing that, with me kind of guy that's whenever i perform surgery it doesn't go well that's because the scalpel is very yeah, yeah right <laughs> But you didn't have a nice enough guitar as a kid? No, it was a piece of garbage. I I don't know what it was. The strings were really far away from the, uh, what do you call that thing? The arm, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. So (laughs) you would have ended up just like Eddie Van Halen had your parents got you a nicer guitar? No, I don't claim that. Is this like your chef take? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm making no, there's no pretense here as far as this goes. But okay. uh, I always wanted to, you know, and, and I and I didn't know until I picked up my buddy's guitar and I'm going, hey, man, this is a lot more fun. Anyway. Okay. All right. Yeah, learning a, mus- uh, a musical instrument is uh, difficult. Did you play any instruments? Uh, I played the trumpet when I was a kid. And oh, then wow, uh, cool. a few years ago, my wife actually got me harmonica lessons and bought me a harmonica because I had mentioned that, wow, I wish I knew how to play the harmonica. But, you know, I didn't 
I meant it, but I didn't mean it. But anyway, I did the lessons, and playing the harmonica is surprisingly difficult. Yeah, because you got to put your tongue in the right place to make the right sound, right? It's not just blowing in the instrument like you did with the trumpet. Uh, well, there's, playing the trumpet is not just blowing into the instrument no, either. Know, know, uh, you have to kiss it. <laughs> yeah, you, you have, have to, to go <laughs> and tighten and loosen your lips depending on how Correct. high the note is. I believe uh, the harmonica is called the mouth organ, if you're going to okay. be considered right. a legitimate. Uh, the, the placement to play the note wasn't as difficult as playing... Uh, harmonies, and then they, you do things called bending the notes, which I, I found quite difficult. So it wasn't just uh, having your mouth in the right place at the right time. There's many other things that make playing the harmonica difficult. I did play the piano, by the way, Jake. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. I, in fact, one day maybe I'll take the equipment down to where the piano is and I'll, I'll uh, do a little song for you on the piano. Mary had a little lamb? <laughs> Did you learn from Larry Ferrari? <laughs> I wish. He was good. I mean, he was really good. So not Plus, only did you write uh, the screenplay for The Octopus's Garden, you also wrote Octopus's Garden, the song, no, and no, the Beatles covered you. No, I wish. I wish I'd uh, been more musically inclined, like a lot of people in my family, but uh, not so. You being a good singer, though, Austin, did you uh, ever accompany your vocal talents with a little... Uh, Playing of an instrument? Sure. Yeah, of course. Which one? Uh, I've done the drums. I've done the guitar. I've done the, the piano. The recorder. The recorder. Uh, uh, yes, I'm <laughs> quite the flautist. Uh, a kazoo. Did you? <laughs> is it hard to sing while you're playing the guitar? Uh, I find it somewhat hard, but I don't play the guitar well. I don't think anyone cares about this, really. I mean, not no. the guitar. I'm sorry. Playing the drums. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's very difficult, yes. Because you're slamming stuff around, you know? I mean, it, how, exactly. how do you keep That's, how do you that's keep all you do as a drummer. Yep. As a producer, you push buttons. As a drummer, you slam stuff around. And that's about it. That's my life. Yeah. No, I have a friend who plays the drums, and he, uh, he taught me an important lesson about how significant the, uh, the drummer is in any musical endeavor. And how they set the you know set the rhythm for everything that's going on, and everything's hung on that, right? So yep. Anyway, so uh, Gordon knows the guy that. who plays the drums. That's so this was a tribute to Eddie, Eddie Van, Van Halen, Halen who's not a drummer. Turned out to be a tribute to Gordon Monson, Gordon's buddy no, who plays I didn't, the drums. No, I'd, everything I said is that I wished I'd been better at it. I'd, it's got nothing to do with. Um, that but um yeah anyway well let's mind. uh let's jump in shall we should we get to the split story of the day uh austin let's uh let's talk a little basketball shall we two guys two topics two, two, two. two opinions you talk give me two this is the split story of the day on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network all right gordon game four nba finals uh is tonight you think the Heat have enough to uh, do it again? Have enough in the no. tank? No, I don't think so. Can't win, don't try? Uh, Just mail it No, in. I mean, the, uh, obviously the Heat deserve credit. Jimmy Butler doing what he did in Game 3. Remarkable. But you know how we every time we watch a game, you think, okay, did the, did the victors win the game or did the other guys lose the game? I I give, I got to give Jimmy Butler a heck of a lot of credit for his performance, but I thought the Lakers really played beneath themselves in that game, and I expect them not to do it again. 
Yeah, Anthony Davis, I heard Locke talking about this earlier today. Anthony Davis was was a total no-show in game number three. Um, so you would think if he would you know, play up to his standard that uh, the Lakers would be pretty difficult to beat. I, I can't believe, honestly, without Dragic or uh, Adebayo, that the Heat have gotten a game. I mean, it's it's just a, a sheer uh, the will, the strength of the will of Jimmy Butler that got them to win. True. Um, I, I still, I'm with you. I, I still think they're fighting an uphill battle. But imagine if they could pull off a win tonight and even the series up at two games apiece. I mean, it, it'd be like I said. I, I I've been rooting for the Heat through this. Uh, I like the story of Jimmy Butler. But really, we we both just want a, a competitive series, right? Nobody wants to see a right. sweep. We want to see uh, we want to see the best go up, uh, go up against the best. And it'd be really fun if the Heat could pull off a win tonight. If if the Lakers, excuse me, <clears throat> if the Lakers uh, close this thing out now, is it any kind of indication about the imbalance from the West to the East, or do you think now nah, it's just the Lakers and the Heat, and that's the way it is? Um, I, well, okay, so who who do you think the second best team in the league is then? Is it uh, from the, the West? Heat. Is it from the Western Conference? I mean, uh, you know, the, I like. The Clippers have more talent than the Heat, but they were a disaster. I mean, the Nuggets of all teams were in the Western Conference Finals. I agree yeah. with you that there is, you know, a, a power difference between the West and the East, and that's been true for 20 years, maybe it more. Seems like it. Yeah, maybe uh, more. But I don't know if this is the year that I necessarily point to that. I mean, Miami, they they beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee was the best team in the league from a record standpoint. You know, they were really, really good. And the Heat throttled them, too, or, you know? So I, I don't know if if I'm looking at this series specifically and saying this is an example of, of the power structure being out of whack. I think the Heat are a good team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, good is an interesting term, you know. Oh, they're a great team. They're in the finals. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Boston. Boston's a good team. Yeah, yeah, that's a strong point. Yeah, uh, I guess if you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. I wonder how the Heat would have done had they played the entire year in the West. I'm not sure. But I Denver played the entire uh, year in the West. They made it to the Western Conference Finals, and maybe I'm still out of touch, but I don't think Denver's all that great. They're, they're good, not great. I think that would have been actually a more interesting series. Denver-Miami? Uh, yeah. If Miami were healthy, I bet Miami would beat Denver. The Jazz should have beaten Denver. <laughs> the Jazz had Denver on, well, the, maybe on the, the mat. Oh, maybe the Jazz aren't that far away. And the Clippers should have beat Denver because they had Denver on the mat, and then they just uh, imploded. You're the wrong person to ask that question to because you've been dogging the Nuggets all throughout. Well, we we saw what happened when when uh, a team decided to stay focused and take the Nuggets seriously, and the Lakers pounded the Nuggets. The Jazz should. So, have are finished. you suggesting then that the Jazz did not stay focused? Uh, I think there's some of that in there, yeah. The Jazz should have beat the Nuggets in five. And that's a shorthanded— should, should have beat them in four. That, that's a shorthanded Jazz team that should have beat the Nuggets in five. Hmm. Uh, well, so I, I don't know. know. If this that is... changes the dynamic of things. You don't know. Yeah, the Jazz are better with Bogdanovich, but would they have been worse at the defensive end? I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff. But there. and then there's Denver, who I don't think could be worse at the defensive end, and some somehow they managed to win a couple of series. So I I don't know. In answer to your balance of power argument, I I believe that there the West is is the better league. I'm not so sure though that this is the the ultimate example of that. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't think it necessarily is because the Lakers are uh, by a considerable margin based on what we saw out of the Clippers, the best team in the West. Well, if they figure out... So they they would do this to a lot of teams in the West uh, if they were facing them. Yeah, I mean, if a team ever figures out how to make the that to make the Lakers have to shoot, uh, the Lakers are certainly vulnerable. But when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, certainly two of the best in the league right now at getting to the rim and finishing, uh, that's a pretty difficult task. But that's how do you that, make how do you how do you make a team that has those two players on it shoot from the outside? You foul the hell out of them. But with, <laughs> with in today's NBA, it's not really it's not really all that possible. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because LeBron can pretty much get wherever he wants on the court. Right. And uh, AD's not far behind. Right, because AD is is a freak athletically for a guy his size, and so is LeBron. So He's, and- remar- he's, he's remarkable to me in his ability to shoot the ball from outside. He is so much better at that. I'm not saying he's great at it, but he's so much better at that than I thought he he, he would be when I saw him in college. But you still would prefer him shooting out there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, prefer, you don't want him shooting from 10 feet and in. You prefer LeBron shooting out there, too. And so, yeah. you know, the, the theory is uh, sag your defense inside and you'll make him shoot, but the Lakers kind of refuse to do that. And they run so much, it, it makes it effective. And, and, you know, when Anthony Davis runs and, and gets the ball with a bunch of momentum, you know, what are you going to do? LeBron, too, for that right. matter. So, right, and they're, and they're big, and so on the boards, they, they hurt you there. So if Miami could somehow figure out a way to make the Lakers have to shoot from outside, they'd have a, a puncher's chance, I think. But, I mean, that's easier said than done. And then you're missing your most versatile de- defender in Adebayo. I mean, that just yeah. puts you further behind the further behind the eight ball. True, and it brings up what's your, your original point, the fact that the Heat won game three, given their circumstances, is darn near miraculous, really. I mean, what Jimmy Butler did in that game was phenomenal. Okay, are you ready for my mystery? Because it's related. Okay. All right. So The Athletic uh, had a piece out there that had a quote from a rival all-star of Jimmy Butler's. It's described as a rival all-star had this quote. You ready? Mm-hmm. Quote, there was an unmistakable annoyance in the commentary, a strong sense that Butler hadn't accomplished nearly enough to warrant this sort of spotlight and, in essence, wasn't worth all this trouble. So this is a quote about Jimmy, you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. A rival All-Star said he had not won enough to warrant uh, his approach. Who do you think that rival All-Star was? LeBron! Oh, I think it had to be Ben Simmons. You think so? That yeah. sounds like something Ben would say. Because he's had, won enough to say something. I think it's had. Yeah. Well, because Jimmy <laughs> comes into that Sixer team, and he's all of a sudden the player that's going to put him over the top, and he's this veteran that demands a lot out of his teammates and all this sort of thing. You know, I I would guess Ben Simmons probably was like, hey, this, well, the, uh, this is the my two, team, sir. And uh, the, two t- the two names that come to mind are Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns. Right, right. I thought about Carl Anthony Towns, too. Yeah. Because uh, Wiggins was never an all-star. Carl Anthony Towns has made an all-star team, right? Yes. Question he didn't mark. this past year because Rudy made it, but I think right. he made it. I no, think he made it yeah, last he's year. An, he's an all-star, yeah. But uh, and then you think about uh, further evidence that it uh, could have been, of course, uh, Ben Simmons is uh, we had. Uh, it was it uh, was it Mannix yesterday or was it Howard on Friday, Austin? 
I think it was Maddox, uh, Maddox yesterday who talked about how Jimmy Butler made it out of uh, the 76ers, how they could have possibly let him go. That was Maddox yesterday. It was. Yeah, well, and how could that have possibly happened? Well, Ben Simmons probably said, hey, I don't like this dude. Carl <laughs> uh, Anthony Towns, two All-Stars so far. So. Two All-Stars, okay. So it could have been Carl Anthony Towns, too. But when he said, worth all this trouble, that implies mm-hmm. maybe, and I don't know. Let's say it the way it is. I think Jimmy Butler is a little bit of trouble. Oh, I don't think so. I think he's oh, I, a little bit. Come on. He, he can... He can he can make uh, his his teammates uncomfortable at times, and I'm not saying that it's not warranted. I'm not saying he's he's not a winner, but I I, I think he does get under the skin of some of his teammates at times, and and maybe it's better that he does. But some guys can't handle that. Well, see, that's the thing. It's how does he get under his teammates' skin? Is it uh, what are the reasons? I mean, is it uh, that his uh, breath stinks, or is it that he demands more out of his teammates? Because well, if he demands it, more it, it, out of his teammates, then why, you know, how can you really have a problem with that? Well, I mean, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Have you ever played on a team where you had one guy that you just said, uh, man, you are, you know, I mean, he, he might win. He might be good. But, man, he's a pain to, to live with and play with. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it into how about this context? Have, have you ever put up with uh, just an extraordinarily high maintenance co host uh, for the betterment of the, the station? I sure have on numerous <laughs> occasions. No, sometimes, sometimes twice. No, sometimes the, the truth is, is, is if somebody's really good at what they do and making others in the company, the station, the team, you know, whatever you want to apply this to better, then it, you know, you may not like their personality all the time, but you yeah. don't have a ton to say if they're you know putting up results results and demanding more out of you as well to do your job. So, you know, some people would say that's a that's a good, you know, manager or having that right. that personality mm-hmm. if you're managing a team or uh, you know, a sales force or even a radio station, you know? So, I I don't know. I I just the the thing about him going away from Minnesota and he got this huge bad rap and everybody was freaking out about it and I it always it struck me strangely because all he was doing, according to if you read into it, was saying that Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins were a little entitled and didn't work hard enough, and that's why they weren't a good team. And dang it if he wasn't right. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is this coming from the same man who was ripping Rudy Gobert for saying a few things publicly uh, earlier this past season? Jimmy Butler never really did anything publicly, and saying I want the ball more is very different <laughs> than saying I want my teammates to work harder. Those are those are very, very different things. So you're saying that Rudy Gobert was out of line and uh, Jimmy Butler was well within them? You know, I, I would have... I would have loved to get a more behind-the-scenes look of, of how it went south in Minnesota and Philadelphia, for that matter. But I don't... I don't know. I, I think... I don't know if we were analyzing that one correctly when we blamed it all on Jimmy Butler. I guess that's all uh, that I'm much saying. is true. Yeah, that much is true, and it, it, both things can be uh, present at the same time. You can have a teammate who is a little bit of a pain in the butt, but who's a winner and right. wants you to win. I, you know, you talked about uh, you know radio uh, colleagues and things like that. I, I had an editor once who came in and he kicked everybody's butt. And I'm not saying he was the most popular guy in the world, but did he make the sports section better than it was without him? Yes, he did. Right. 
Right. And, you know, he, he made folks work. And uh, sometimes they were a little uncomfortable with that. And sometimes he said things that were just plain dumb. Uh, but but he was really good at his job, and he did it well. I mean, here's he a, did. He was a little rough at times. Here's a here's an example for you, Gordon. We all can't stand Kevin Graham, but he's really good at programming <laughs> a sports radio station. He knows what he's doing. I, I love Kevin. Nobody likes him personally, but. <laughs> <laughs> I texted him this morning. He texted me back. He's, he's Did you? No, I'm kidding. I, I love Kevin. Yeah. He's my former yeah. roommate, after all, uh, Kevin Graham. Well, uh, you were his landlord, weren't you? I was his landlord for a brief <laughs> period of time. In a bizarre <laughs> point in my life. Yeah, uh, that, it was a bizarre point in his life, too. <laughs> he was a, Kevin was a good roommate, though. Of all the roommates I had over the years, Kevin, uh, Kevin got uh, pretty good marks. Uh, so can we all decide? It was Ben Simmons, right? It's got to be Ben Simmons. I would say Ben Simmons is my number one suspect. Yeah, I think number so, Number two, Cat. All right. Okay, we'll get to more. We'll get to college football uh, coming up, so make sure and stay tuned for that. But let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Ryan Van Dorn from TridayTrading.com. Ryan, what's cracking? How are you guys doing today? We're great, man. How are you? I'm doing really good, actually. You know? Are you going to uh, well, take in the finals tonight? I am going to take in the finals. The only thing that's close to as much as I love the Jazz is my hate for the Lakers. <laughs> so yeah. go Heat. Hey, Ryan, exactly. I got a que- I got, Ryan, I got a question for you. We were just talking about Jimmy Butler and how he apparently irritated some of his, uh, uh, some of his teammates. Uh, you ever work with anybody who's kind of a pain? You know what? That's happened before, and it, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's unfortunate. But to get the job done, I mean, what can you do? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk so, about uh, getting the job done. Let's talk about day trading and and how you were helping our listeners and a lot of folks out there be successful. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, we've had so many good people come from this station that listen to sports radio, and and what we encourage everybody to do is to just come try this out. I mean, we've set up a program where people can come. I mean, they commit ten dollars, which is donated to a, a charity. And then we're going to spend some time with them. I, I pay people to actually spend some one-on-one time with them and to let them try out the software in these 30 days. You know, you don't have to commit hours a day. Just find a little bit of time and let's figure out if this is something that, you know, somebody can see themselves doing for a long time. And, and this is important. We want them to see themselves enjoying doing it. Uh, I've got some breaking news uh, for Ryan and Gordon. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting right now, fellas. Uh, Miami Heat all-star Bam Adebayo is planning to return for Game 4 versus the Lakers tonight. That's good news. That's Mm -hmm. good news. That's great news. Uh, Try-day trading doc. What's that, Ryan? So I never wish injuries on anybody, but if we get any breaking news that some of those starters on the Lakers have to sit out, let's get that reported to you. <laughs> we'll break right into oh, it. Ryan. Uh, nice. Trydaytrading.com. Trydaytrading.com. How did the thing go with Alema the other day? Really good. So Alema, Alema was actually, we had a lot of people that registered that were interested in watching Alema trade, and um, we're actually scheduling multiple dates so people can participate in that. If it's something somebody wants to still do, reach out to us. Awesome. Trydaytrading.com. Uh, Trydaytrading.com. And uh, Ryan and his crew is going to be hanging out with us throughout the show. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, guys. Trydaytrading.com. All right. Uh, that's uh, some breaking news right there. Bam's going to play. Uh, we'll, can, we'll talk a lot of basketball throughout the show. We'll get to some college football as well. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Shout out to Greg, who wanted a little hot for teacher on a Total Request Tuesday, Van Halen style. Uh, the now late guitar play, uh, guitarist of, of course, the band that bore his last name. Uh, it's kind of a sad day, certainly in the music world. But uh, give us your favorite Van Halen tune at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson. Didn't Eddie Van Halen, when he was, his presence on stage, he just seemed like a, I, I don't know that much about him, but he just seemed like a kind of a happy, easy guy to like. Uh, really? Because wasn't his reputation as that uh, he was very difficult to work with? Really? Or at least isn't that what David Lee Roth said? Or, or anyway, wasn't that mm. why there was always so much drama in the band? Because he was high yeah, maybe. He seemed, uh, he seemed, I don't know, he just had a nice presence about him, I thought, when he was performing. But yeah, it's it's uh, the story in every band, right? The the guitar player and the lead singer battle for attention. You watched Almost Famous. Yeah, but Eddie Van Halen, I mean, he was that band, in my opinion. Come on. Hmm. Just, hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, well, David Lee Roth obviously lost that one, because he left and they continued on. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so you know, but was, what do you think? Do you think Van Halen was a? Wasn't that sort of the preeminent high school bro band? Bro band? I don't know yeah. what a bro band is. Yeah, I was just kind of the, the high school and college kids guys kind of band. You know, like I don't like, know, just, like every band. Isn't that usually where the <laughs> popularity <laughs> comes from when pop music, the high school and college kids? Yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, anyway, it seems like that was the reputation when they first got going. It's kind of like how uh, George was the most important Beatle. Oh, here we go. What do you mean, here we go? He was the guitar can, player. How he was, can, how he can, was, the, he how was can, the most important, the integral part. How can you disparage the best songwriting duo of all time. I'm not disparaging anybody. I'm just saying, you know, the guitar players, what made Van Halen go? It's the same thing as the Beatles. Not quite. Why are you hating on George? I don't hate on George. George was terrific. In fact, in the early years, when I first saw the Beatles play, as I was watching my TV in 1963 or 4, whatever it was, George was my favorite Beatle at that time. And yeah. then I came to recognize even greater talent in a couple of other films. Oh, I think I don't think uh, uh, the Beatles even make it out of the bar scene in Liverpool without George. <laughs> okay. Easily the most important member. All right. He's a guitar right. player. Here I'm bringing a Beatles take your way, and you can't even jump on board with that. No, because you're incorrect in that regard, too, even though you're not being overly disparaging. You're, uh, but... Uh, I think you'd have to give the nod to Lennon and McCartney. Oh, dis disagree, man. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sad day. Eddie Van Halen uh, passes away uh, today. Quick tease. We're going to have Jeff Trailer on the show, top of the 3 o'clock hour, Gordon. He's the current head coach at uh, Texas San Antonio, uh, BYU's opponent uh, coming up this Saturday. It'll be interesting to uh, to talk to him. Um, Texas San Antonio, Gordon, uh, kind of a young football program uh started up and organized in uh, 2006 i'm trying to find uh they didn't go d1 until after that but um 
you know, interesting. Uh, they take to, uh, football very serious, uh, seriously down there in Texas. Uh, but you don't see a whole lot of upstart new universities climb the ladder uh, like this. I guess Boise State really did it, right? Yeah, they Boise climbed State. climbed pretty quick. Yeah, that was, that was an example that was coming to my mind as you were speaking. But it's not like they were new. I mean, that school's been around for a while. But, boy, did they make a quick ascent once they got serious about it. Uh, Texas San Antonio, by the way, played its inaugural season, its first other game against Northeastern State on September 3rd, 2011 in the Alamo. Wow, okay. So they are a very young football program. Larry Coker, of all people, was the, their first head coach. So He who, who coached in Miami? Uh, the very same, followed oh. by Frank Wilson from 2016 to 2019, and now the Jeff Trailer era. Uh, begins and he was actually uh, just hired. So we'll talk to him about what he's trying to accomplish at uh, Texas San Antonio coming up. At you the, mean uh, just hired like last week? Uh, just hired like this year. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about uh, last week, but uh, just hired this year. So what's their mascot? The Roadrunner, I believe. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, that'll that'll you know. I mean, BYU what a thirty-three point favorite or something? So. That ought to be competitive. They still play at the Alamo Dome, actually. How about that? Do they really? Yeah. Have you ever been there? I have not. It's uh, it's a large building. Yeah, I mean, I remember all the you know the classic Spurs games back in the day where they had half the building roped off. In fact, didn't they they hosted an All Star game there once? And uh, I remember like the warm up for the three point shooting contest was just like on the other side of the curtain. <laughs> Yeah, they do have curtains hanging everywhere in that building when it comes to basketball, that's for sure. But uh, it is a building made for football, for sure. Where is the, that rodeo every year? Is that still at the Alamo Dome, the rodeo, where the, the Spurs have to go on the road for the entire month of whatever well, it is? Yeah, but the Spurs don't play there anymore. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Did the rodeo move to the new building with the Spurs, or is the rodeo still at the Alamo Dome? I think the Spurs still take that big, long road trip, yeah, they don't they? Yeah, they do. No, the Alamo Dome's not gone. That's where Texas San Antonio plays. Yeah. So I, I was just wondering if the rodeo moved with Because if I were the Spurs, I'd be like, hey, rodeo, why don't you go ahead and stay at the old Alamo Dome? It's a good <laughs> spot for you. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it over here at this brand new facility. No, 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 no. You, you hang out there at the Alamo Dome because we're tired maybe, of going on the road for a month. Maybe that thing was just too big for the rodeo. And... Uh... Yeah, because, I mean, the Alamo Dome, one time I was down there and uh, it was before a game and I got there over there early. So I walked around the Alamo Dome and, you know, sort of packed a lunch. Oh, yeah. Took a well, while. Yeah, it was it was a long walk. <laughs> Were you a little winded by the end? Yeah. <laughs> Were you hailing a handsome cab by the end? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Need a handsome cab to get the rest of the way around this building. I should have. I should have. But, uh uh, I don't know. I was. It was an impressive building. It's just not a great building for basketball. That's you want to, for sure. You want to know the best part? My favorite part of the handsome cab story is that you wanted a receipt to expense. <laughs> well, I didn't know how much it was costing, so I just trying to be responsible. Excuse me. Can I get a receipt? <laughs> First of all, it wasn't a handsome cab. All right. Stop. It. I thought it was a handsome cab. No, it's just some guy pedaling. Oh, it's it one of those bikes. It wasn't some, was some horse buggy, horse and buggy. It was just one of those bike rickshaw people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that story isn't nearly as good with that. Let's let's well, leave it at Handsome Cab because that's way more funny. 
It was never that. It was never that. And it, I wouldn't have. I, I, I got lost in downtown Denver, and it was at night. It was snowing. I couldn't see. I didn't know where I was. And you know. So you hailed so. Rusty and the the guy in the top hat. <laughs> down. No, Can I get a lift? It wasn't a handsome cab. Stop it. That's that's a. I don't know who came. Did PK start that myth? I don't know. I think so. Sounds like a handsome cab. You know what? You don't see many handsome cabs anymore. They don't. They they don't have them here anymore. I don't know about other cities. Don't they have it here? Uh-uh. Is, that, is that because it's uh, it's a it's they, cruel? They do have it during Christmas time here. Uh, they don't anymore. Oh, they got uh, no, rid of they, it. They don't. Yeah, the uh, the the uh, the animal people. Peta. I don't know if it was specifically Peta, but the, yeah, the the pro animal people uh, have put an end to the handsome cab. You know, the more I think about that, it really does make it funny. But it's not true. <laughs> and then That's you the ask the guy for an itemized receipt. No, it wasn't. I, I so didn't you can jump aboard. It. I didn't jump aboard Cinderella's carriage. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> it was a guy on a bike, and there was a fellow like with a need... violin to play some no, romantic no, music. No, it was a guy who needed a little this business. This is the night. What was he doing over where I was in a far corner of downtown Denver? You know, he had no business being there. So it was a rickshaw, is what you're telling us? Yeah. (laughs) That's worse. It's not worse. You made a human carry you instead of an animal. Well, that's what he does. He pedals the bike. Now, it would be better if it were an actual, like, rickshaw rickshaw where the guy was running. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, so uh, according to uh, the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, a story from December 1st, 2014, Salt Lake bans horse-drawn carriages. Six so, years ago? Yeah, so not Where only are they, are they gone, they've been gone for a while. Wow. I, I've never I've never done that. I've never, inside an urban setting, been uh, on a horse-drawn wagon. <laughs> I have done it out on the farm where I used to work at times, but... Uh, the that's DuPont a, that's farm? A story for, that's a story for another time. Uh, uh, no, no. Let's see. PETA, the Utah Animal Rights Coalition, and dozens of unaffiliated residents called for a ban on horse-drawn carriages downtown at an August 2013 rally outside City Hall. Does it make me a bad person that I didn't so much care about the horse's feelings, but me in traffic stuck behind a horse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of annoying. Uh, anyway, Did, uh, see the, the problem. The problem with a horse-drawn carriage in a downtown area is it seems like that could be, you know, a bit of a safety hazard. You know, and I, being, me being like a horse whisperer that I am, I've, I've always loved horses, felt a real connection to them, and uh, you know, have uh, have ridden many a horse. Uh, it uh, it worries me to think about that. So I'm kind of glad they they did that. Oh, okay. Well, are you the man from Snowy River? <laughs> Seriously, you know, have you? When you think back on that movie, think about those guys riding those horses down that hill full speed. I mean, that is something. Yeah, I don't picture you doing that. So, so far, you know, the, the show we're not even into it an hour, and you would have been an incredible guitar player. Uh, no, had, I never had said your parents that. bought you a better guitar, and now you're an incredible horseman. I only have one Porsche.
Porsche. It's pronounced Porsche. Oh, we still haven't heard that today. Oh, for a special time. Okay, we got we've got to get to that. Special time. I got your special Gordon, time right Gordon here. Ha, uh, I've got my new favorite drop that Gordon said yesterday. God, I can't well, wait. To the hear worst it. part of it is that I mispronounced Porsche. You pronounced because it you kept saying it over and over again. It was like brainwashing me. I only have one Porsche. <laughs> I hate that. That's amazing. I that only sucks. have one Porsche. <laughs> you kept saying it. You kept saying it over and over again. That's unedited. Oh, that like amazing. that's that's just Gordon oh, saying that. I'm such. I a only person. have one Porsche. Oh, I'm such a happy person right now. And he, Gordon, you later said right after you said right now, but your annoying producer cracked his mic open and covered it up. So you did say right now. That's true, implying that at times it's been like four or five. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I do I love your new grunts as a response to everything. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no, it's no longer words. It's now no, just no, no. But this, this is what's happening right now. I mean, I know no matter what I say, you're going to twist it into some sort of contorted pretzel How of some sort. How is this being twisted? I only have one Porsche. <laughs> well, you got me there. <laughs> And we're not twisting anything there. The grunts are the sound of a defeated man. But the grunts, I'm getting used to the new grunts because i got to try to read the grunts. They do have different inflections. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Let me me test you real quick. Okay. Let me me give you a a scale of grunts. Okay. Mm. Okay. Don't don't say that that about my mom. That, that one means you you strongly disagree. How about? Mm. Uh, that means like you just made a point and you're like driving it. Home. Oh, see, I thought it was that's admitting the other person was right, but he can't bring himself to admit. That oh, that right. could be it too. How about like a combination grunt, kind of a? Mm, mm, mm. That just sounds like you have indigestion. <laughs> Or you're dreaming of cheese. <laughs> Stay tuned. More big show coming up next. How do you how do you feel like that? How do you feel about that, Gordon? What the, our next segment in grunt form? Mm. <laughs> Stay tuned. 90, best tease this show has ever had right there. 97.5 and 1280 the zone. I only have one Porsche. <laughs> Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hello, baby! This one goes out to Eric on a Total Request Tuesday. What Eddie Van Halen tune do you want to see? Uh, you can tweet at us at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson as well. Gordo, it's an interesting day around the arena today. Um, it, for the last however many months uh, since the, the Rudy Gobert incident uh, in Oklahoma City, this building has been vacant except for security and the radio station, essentially. And uh, Fox News is in town broadcasting from the arena today, Gordo. So there's uh, there's actually people here. Why? What do you mean, why? 
Uh, the vice presidential debate is tomorrow night at uh, Kingsbury Hall. The yeah, but it's not there. Uh, it's tomorrow, Austin. Uh, no, it's not here, but this is where they're setting up to broadcast their, their live coverage from. Oh. Do they need lots of space? Mm, no, I think they've got two spots that they're broadcasting from. The the one here on the fifth floor with us, which is normally where Alema and Thurl are. And then um, they also have a spot on the sixth floor, too, I guess, where they're doing some stuff from. But oh. where the uh, this building is the, the hub of Fox News at the moment, or their live vice presidential debate coverage. So if they want, uh, if they want to get sort of a man-on-the-street kind of uh, opinion, uh, maybe they should... Uh, Ask you a question or two. Uh, no, I'm thanks. Af- I'm, I'm afraid of what you might say, though. <laughs> no, thanks. I want no part of that. I, don't, I do. I am curious uh, who's here, though. Like, uh, I, I think Brett Baer has been their live political coverage anchor. But anyway, I haven't, uh, I haven't gone over that way to see if I could sneak a peek. I'm afraid I'd get roughed up or something. We'll do it live. <laughs> no, I don't think he's here either. I don't think he works for them anymore. Oh, you just kept saying their life coverage. That reminded me of that. Uh, yeah. We'll do it we'll live. We'll do it live. Anyway. Have you ever been on national TV, Jay? <laughs> no, uh, I have not. Oh, wait, maybe, probably... wait, maybe I have, like, in the, in the background. I have. Yeah. That police uh-huh. chase that one year. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when the Brandon Davies thing was going down uh, the junior uh-huh. year, um, NBC Nightly News did a segment about – Brand, the Brandon Davies thing, and they did. Uh, they used the radio station as like, uh, you know, here's the response from the fans, that type of thing, and it went on NBC Nightly News. I was, uh, I, I, I don't, I can't remember if my voice was on it or if I was just sitting in the background when they filmed it. But I guess that's that's my only uh, claim to national news. You, uh, I, I'm sure you you uh, you hosted a show on uh, CNBC for five years or something. No, but I've I've been on uh, I've been on ESPN a number of times as part of some interviews and CNN, and no, I'm not bragging or nothing. I was also on. Uh, remember the show, um, the what is that show with uh, the Simpsons? Uh, the greatest Bad girls uh, club, uh, the, the great, Brady the, Bunch, the, the the sports show, the something sports show that had uh, Jeopardy, Chris, Wide World Chris of Sports. Wrote. Had uh, Chris Rose on it and John Sally was on it. Charlie Rose? No, no. The sports, the best damn sports show, I think it was called, something like that. Oh, with uh, Roseanne Barr's husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was on that. And I was on, I've been on, back when the Jazz were, were doing, uh, doing terrific things, uh, I was on a bunch of shows back then. But, uh, hmm. Mm. What does that grunt mean? Means it's a damn fine memory. All right. Coming up next, we're going to have a chance to talk to the head coach at Texas San Antonio. Uh, Jeff Trailer is going to jump on with us, but let's get out of the zone phone right now. Uh, joining us from ty- trydaytrading.com, he's our friend Hayden. Hayden, what's going on? Not much. How are you guys doing? Hey, we are doing great. Let's uh, let's talk about how try dating, try day trading, not try dating, try day trading dot com is helping out our <laughs> listeners. How's that try dating work, Jake? I mean. <laughs> let's not get things confused. Try day trading dot com. But you've been helping a lot of our listeners, Hayden. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we take people who have never, maybe never even traded in their life or had any kind of experience and 
see if this might be a way for them to generate some some other source of income or maybe get away from a job they're doing completely, just kind of whatever their goals may be. And you mentioned, uh, you know, you don't have to have really any experience that you guys, uh, you know, have coaches and, and programs and, and really can help anybody do this. Yep, that's correct. And we, we sometimes find that some of the best traders are people that maybe have never yeah, had any kind of experience. There's no, no unlearning needed to do. But, yeah, there's no requirements, no amount of schooling or anything needed. Um, it's really just a matter of coming, checking out. We do an introductory webinar on our website that really is the first step to just get on and see what it's about and maybe go from that point. And, uh, you know, after you complete the training, get the hang of it, uh, you guys are so confident in the system, uh, you actually let people trade your money. Yep, that's correct. That's one of the best things is a lot of the time people are lacking the capital necessary to get into the markets. And that's where with our proven system, we will trade. We will give traders money to trade and then keep different splits on the profits and help people fund themselves all the while while they're starting their own accounts and being able to keep 100% of those profits. All right, trydaytrading.com. That's com. Thanks, Hayden. Thank you. All right, trydaytrading.com. Coming up next, Jeff Trailer, head coach at Texas San Antonio. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.